you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. Week to week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. You can be seated. I'm not going to have you continue to stand. I am going to read a text here in just a moment. But before I, before I get to that point tonight, I'm just going to ask you that if I was to have you Write a prayer for 2019. If I was to ask you to write down a prayer, save all of the these and the thous and the long frivolous words and hunt it down to just a few words. If there was a clear point to a prayer that you wanted to ask God, something that you wanted God to do for you, In 2019, what would it be? I want to borrow tonight from the book of 1 Chronicles, the fourth chapter. And you can just remain seated. I know normally we do stand for the reading of the word of the Lord, but you can remain seated. I'm going to read this familiar prayer, the prayer of Jabez. And I want to pull a couple of ideas out of this prayer that Jabez prayed in 1 Chronicles, the fourth chapter, and uh, verses 9 and 10. And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. He was more honorable. Everybody say more honorable. So we're going to talk about that. He was more honorable than his brethren. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bear him in sorrow. The name of Jabez literally is it simply and literally means sorrow or grief. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed. That's a pretty general prayer for us to pray and say, God, would you bless me? We've all prayed that kind of prayer. God, would you bless me indeed? But then Jabez becomes more clear in what he asked God for. And I believe that this is my focus in the message tonight and what I want to spend a little time on. He said, and enlarge my coast. And enlarge my coast. The New International Version uses this phrase, increase my territory. And that thine hand might be with me, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, and that it may not grieve me. And God granted him. Everybody say, God did it. And God granted him that which he requested. By the help of the Lord tonight, I want to preach a prayer for 2019. According to most commentaries, they agree that the scripture that begins by telling us this passage that says Jabez was more honorable than his brethren, it it begins by simply telling us that Jabez is more honorable. It is speaking that he is more deserving of honor or, or more responsible or more dependable, more committed, more trustworthy, or more devoted than his brothers. Now, it it. I don't want to get to the point tonight of comparing ourselves. I want to be very clear with that. I don't want to compare ourselves tonight among ourselves. The Bible tells us not to do that. But Jabez was more 
honorable? What was it about Jabez that was different from his brothers who was raised in the same home, same family, same genetic, uh, same genetic line? Everything was the same, but Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. Jabez was not more worthy of honor because that his abilities were greater than his brothers, but because Jabez made better use of his time, his talents, and his treasure. In other words, Jabez, Jabez used what God had blessed him with and made himself available to do the work of the king. When Jabez prayed the prayer and asked God to increase his territory, he was asking God to enlarge his capacity to be able to not only just be blessed by receiving, but to accept more responsibility. This is the essence of wisdom, knowing how to make the best out of whatever you have been given. A lot of people get frustrated with the life they've been given and with the talents they've been given. And they're frustrated with it instead of making the best out of whatever you have been given. True, true honor is not in what a per person has or what a person acquires, but honor is in the character of the one who has it. This means that Jabez excelled above others because he used the wisdom that God put in his life. Somebody shout amen. I believe that this is characteristic that God would like to see every person that is under the sound of my voice and beyond listening online or every person in the kingdom of God as far as that goes. I believe that God would like for every one of us to have this kind of characteristic. The desire and the ambition mingled with the effort and whatever it takes to be the very best that we can be. We all sell ourselves short when we begin to compare ourselves with others and begin to say, I'm doing as much as they are, and I'm accomplishing as much as they are. That has nothing to do with what God has for you. You need to ask God, increase my ability to accept more that I may do more. In essence, the prayer of wisdom of Jabez is that, God, I'm not asking you to bless me with more abundance. I'm asking you to allow me to be more than I have ever been. I believe that the wealthiest and the most successful in life claim that they have become so because they are willing to do what others have tried to avoid. This desire, this ambition, and this commitment and personal effort will place you in a more honorable position than everybody around you. This is a very important message I'm preaching tonight. I hope our young people and our young adults specifically are paying attention tonight because this is very applicable in every area of your life. Don't ask God to give you a job that makes more money until first you ask God to give you the ability to be able to master the job you're doing and become the best at it. When you become the best at it, you will automatically move up in promotion. What I'm trying to tell you is that we need to quit asking God to give me a finer car and start asking God to allow my mind to be expanded so that I can do more than I have ever done with whatever it is that he has blessed me with. The most success successful people in life 
say that they became successful because they do what others try to avoid. This is the distinguishing mark of a revival church. Churches that want revival are willing to fast and pray while others are seeking more leisurely a path without sacrifice and without commitment. They want to do less and get more. But I'm here to tell you that a revival church learns we've got to be willing and ready to do whatever God asks of us in order to see the revival that God is wanting to bring to the church. I want you to understand tonight that every blessing of God will come with a cost. It does not come cheap. Revival has a cost. Everything you do in the kingdom of God will come with a cost. This does not mean that Jabez was just asking God to give him more or to pour more blessing out on him, but rather this prayer of enlargement in his area of personal capacity was that God would increase his understanding, help him to do more by being, by being more. See, we often confuse this prayer that we need to pray for God to enlarge our territory. Let's go open up some more bank accounts. God's just going to fill them. That may happen. That may be some of the overflow of what God's wanting to do. I'm not here tonight to preach about money. I'm not here tonight to even preach about your time and your treasure. But I am here tonight to tell you that our prayer, what we're seeking God for, I'm preaching about motive tonight. Our prayer for 2019 needs to be, God, I'm not asking you to give me a finer house, finer car, or more pay but I'm asking you God to help me to have the wisdom to understand that you've given me two hands and you've given me two feet and you've given me a voice and you've given me a mind God let me use whatever you have given me to accomplish whatever it is that you want to accomplish through me Jabez understood that if you didn't keep God first that his blessing could become a form of grief. Listen, when our blessing seems like a curse, we've gotten something out of order in our lives. When the things that we do for God become burdensome and a heavy load to carry, we need to look at how we got to where we are. When God blesses us with power, with position, and with influence. Oh, we all want that. When God blesses us with those things, we must never forget that those blessings came to us because previous to that power, position, and influence was a time of sacrifice and responsibility. Am I helping anybody tonight? Enlarging my coast means enlarging my responsibility. That's right. It means putting more on me. When we relish our position over our function, we have lost sight of our beginnings, our calling, and our usefulness. Boy, it's feeling tight in here tonight. A blessing is only a blessing. As long as it points you back and keeps you close to the one who gave it. When our, when our prayer for blessings is only about making our life easier, they will eventually cease to even be a blessing in our life. And ultimately will bring grief and the lack of productivity into your life. When we start praying for God to bless us, so we have to do less and be less. We are praying a prayer for God to disengage us. But the prayer of Jabez was not a prayer to give me more that I may disengage. It is God, let me be more so that I can be more engaged in what you are wanting to do. Our increase, our added territory 
will either draw us closer to God and we will function at a higher level of awareness or we will become more enamored by the recognition of blessing and then it will lead to ultimately to our demise. That's why we have to be very, very careful with the blessings of God, particularly the blessings of God where He may use us. We ask God, we want to be used in the gifts of the Spirit. We want to be used in the operation. We want to be used in the church. We want the soul. We want the pulpit ministry. We want, we want, and most of that is a self-serving prayer. We want to be viewed and seen by those around us as being the one who is worthy of the microphone or the position or the calling. And truly, none of us are worthy. We must get to a point of saying, God, enlarge my responsibility. Give the title to somebody else. But let me do whatever I can do with what you have put in my hands. The Bible says that God granted him that which he requested. So God did it. Everybody say, God did it. Jabez wanted to be blessed, but he wanted the blessing to come under the protected or protecting hand of the Lord. Yet the scripture bears out another story of blessing. Watch this. A young man went to his father. He asked for his portion of goods to be bestowed upon him, but he rejected the influence of godly leadership in his life. Give me what belongs to me, but don't speak into my life. Nobody going to shout tonight. He rejected the influence of wisdom from the Father's house, and he walked away to enjoy that blessing without the Father's guiding hand, and it ended him up in a pig pen. I'm trying to help us hone in our prayer for 2019. Let's stop praying, God. This is going to be, it's kind of been, it's kind of been fuzzing around here a little bit because I've shared it with two or three people. And I'm going to deliver it a little more clearly tonight about what God is really wanting to do in the church this year. But in order for this to be a year of exponential increase, we must understand that that increase must not be in gold, silver, jewels, cars, land, money, houses, finer clothes, but it's got to be in responsibility of doing whatever it is that we can do in the kingdom of God. God, we want your blessing, but we want to stay under your hand of guidance. I call for every member of this church to consider what it is that God has trusted you with. What if this year is the year that God enlarges your borders. Would you dare to pray such a prayer? Would you dare to dream such a dream? Would you step up and accept the challenge if the enlargement of your borders means that you have to be more than you have ever been? Would you step up to the discipline of accepting more responsibility? Would you stay submitted to his will if he trusted you to elevate your ministry to a new level? Man of God called me this week and was speaking to me about specific individuals that are in, around me and around my family, my ministry, and specifically to my boys. And he was speaking and he said, there are some things coming in the future. Timing is the key. Timing is the key to everything. He said, when it happens, they must be ready to be able to step up and accept it without becoming lifted up and exalted and thinking it's them that's doing it instead of understanding that it comes through prayer through fasting, and through the hand of God. Our enlargement must be under the almighty hand of God. I want you to look at your neighbor and tell them, don't expect enlargement to come without responsibility. It'll never come without responsibility. But if you are willing to accept the challenge of 2019's prayer, I believe that we are on the verge as a church 
I believe that we are on the verge of one of the greatest moves of God in our history. Oh, pastor, you say that every year. Yes, I do. But I know that last year was a year of extreme sacrifice. This year will be a year of exponential increase in multiple lives and multiple individuals. Last year was a year of extreme sacrifice. But 2019, God is going to give us double for our trouble. I'm expecting God to give us a double portion, double honor, double favor at every event every function, every service, God is going to enlarge our territory. At the beginning of last year, I received a phone call. Brother Josh Herring called me. He said, has God been talking to you? I said, well, yes, he has. And he says, what's he saying to you? And I said, the Lord's been dealing with me about sacrifice. He said, I want you to add a word to that. Extreme sacrifice. He said 2018 is going to be a year of extreme sacrifice, specifically for you and for your family. I didn't want to hear that. I wanted it to be the year of exponential blessing, full bank accounts, financial increase. But instead, I was challenged to keep a record Beginning at that point of my sacrifices, it was prophesied that there would be three areas of sacrifice that God expected from me personally and from this congregation. I preached it to you in the month of March. I believe it was the month of March last year. And I talked to you about it. It was prophesied that there would be three levels of extreme sacrifice. There would be expected sacrifices we could not neglect. That is the common and ordinary things that God expected daily, weekly, and monthly in our life. Then there would be unusual sacrifices. That is that there would be some things that God would call us to do, expect us to do, that would be unusual in its manner. It would come from some unusual uh, angle, it would be something that people may even look at and say, why in the world would you do that? If I heard it once, my family heard it multiple times. That's crazy. I wouldn't do that if I were you. I thought, no, and I wouldn't do it if I was just me either, but I'm doing it because God said, this is what I have to do. Then he said, there will be the level of extreme sacrifice. That means you are going to give beyond it hurting until it absolutely is it's going, you're going to feel the pain that is not just going to affect you today and tomorrow, but it's going to be a long-lasting pain of extreme sacrificing. You're going to sacrifice above and beyond anything that is expected and anything that is usual, but it's going to be extreme. I was in prayer this week, and here's what the Lord said for me to say to you tonight. If you did not sacrifice and you did not obey God, don't expect to reap a harvest on what you did not sow. Oh, we enter 2019. Woo, the blessings of the Lord is here. The blessings of the Lord is here, and we're all ready. But some of you have experienced trials and, tri and challenges that were unexplainable. Some of you gave when you could not afford, physically, emotionally, financially. God was emptying you out and ridding you of what you thought you could not live without. But get ready, because enlargement is coming into your life. He will reward you. What, what you have done in secret, God will reward you openly. God allowed you to run on empty so that you would have to rely on Him just to get by. Instead of you living out of your own resources, Instead of you living out of what you knew you could do. You had to trust God to do what you thought was impossible. You lived on empty. 
your, your bank accounts ran on empty. But you've lived on empty about long enough. Instead of you living out of your own resources, I believe this year that there are going to be certain individuals that stepped up to extreme sacrifice last year. And God is going to begin to bless you in ways that can only be described as a double portion. He is going to bless you in measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. If you believed it, you might would respond a little more. When you were full of self, there was no room for faith. But God had to get you down to empty and get you to the point that you became desperate enough to say, okay, God, not my will, not my way, but whatever you want me to do, I am willing to do it. Get ready. That's at the point that enlargement is about to come into your life. Exponential increase will come, but not until you rid yourself of everything that you are in order for him to be able to enlarge your territory. This is why we're fasting. This is why we're praying. We're quieting the voices. We're honing down things that we realize we don't have to have in order to, to survive because God is about to lay some things on us that's going to require us to step up to a sacrifice that is larger than we've ever experienced before so that we can be more and do more than we have ever done in his kingdom. God had to get us on empty so that we could have room for him to enlarge us. I'm not sure that every person's faith in the room tonight is ready to receive what God has for you. Here's why. You were clinging to the to last year. You're living life in reverse. You God may want to move you into 2019, but you're clinging to 2018, not because you have to, but because you choose to. When we say, God, increase my territory, we must pray a prayer before that that says, God, help me to lay aside every weight. And the sin that has so easily beset me. The problem in the church today is that there is so much flesh that there's not room for the working of the Spirit. This is why we move into our season of fasting and prayer. God is breaking down our flesh so that He can take over and do what only He can do. We move into the realm of prayer and fasting. Everybody asks me, why is it that this happens every year, that our services increase, that things seem to move up a level? Because God has the ability to work through us because we happen to begin to tune out the noise. Our worship has to move out of the realm of the flesh in order to engage heaven. Our prayer must move beyond the dimensions of sacrifice and move into the realm of faith. Our praise needs to move beyond our comfort zone and our normal routine and elevate to a dimension that gets the attention of heaven. Somebody needs to go ahead and write the check that God told you to give last year, but you didn't do it at the point of extreme sacrifice. You argued with God and didn't do it and said, this is why I didn't do it, and you struggled the whole rest of the year because you are not obedient. And it is hindering what God is wanting to do in 2019 in your life. Thank you, Dylan. Somebody needs to go ahead and take the step of faith that God told you to take when it was the year of extreme sacrifice. But because some did not step through the door of opportunity, because sacrifice doesn't sound pleasant to the flesh. Sacrifice says it hurts. Sacrifice says it's painful. I don't want to do that. I'll just wait for the year of blessing, and I'll step into the blessing. But listen, the ditches will never be full of water unless you dig the ditches. You've got to dig a ditch in the desert in order for the water to be able to fill the ditches. You've got to go through the time of sacrifice in order to move into the time of overflow. 
flow. You have got to step into the realm of faith before you move into the realm of promise. I'm no longer satisfied with things the way they've been. I'm ready to pay the price of increase for new territory. God is calling CLC to increase our territory, increase our capacity, enlarge our coast. I would to God that the spirit of Jabez would rise up among the people of God and we would do more than live just a simple, normal life and die. But we declare in the name of the Lord, I am going to take territory in my future. I refuse to live and die as I have been. All right, I'll work a little harder next time. When reading through the genealogies of Scripture, we find many places where there's seemingly scores of names. You'll be there in a few weeks. All of you Bible readers will get there. Multitudes are listed, and that all that is said about them is that they live, they begat sons and daughters. And they died. They lived, they begat sons and daughters, and they died. What does that tell us about us? If we are not careful, we will go through life, live, begat sons and daughters, and die. What about us? What will be said about my life 10 years after I'm gone? Will it have mattered that I even lived at all? Or will we become a name that is simply put on a a headstone that simply said 1967 until here lies a good man but not one who really made a difference? It really doesn't matter what you have or don't have. All that really matters is what you do in the kingdom of God. My my kids and my wife most likely could not tell you many of the gifts that I have given them at Christmas. A few. A few were remarkable. A few were keepsakes. But most of what I have given them, they could not sit down and in the next five minutes make a list and tell you. My wife would probably say, a piano because that's important in, in our front room that was a gift that I gave her. She probably couldn't give a big list of things that I have given her. My kids probably couldn't make a big list of the things that I've given them. But it doesn't really matter because when I'm gone, the only thing that's going to matter is what I gave them out of this book. I've lived a little while, young people. It's not in the brand clothes that you wear and the kind of car that you drive. What really matters, what you need to be focused on, get your education. That's wonderful. Get you a nice-looking man and a nice-looking young lady. That's all wonderful. Live your life to the fullest. But at the end of life, when it all boils down to it, all that's going to matter is the things that you have done in the kingdom of God. When you pray, God, enlarge my territory, it needs to be God, equip me to do more than I have ever done. seated for a moment. I know I'm going long tonight. Jabez's name stood out among his brothers. Not because he was a great prophet or great preacher. Not because he was a wise ruler over the nations. Not because he was famous on the battlefield. Yet he was remembered because of his prayer that God would increase his borders. He was a man that was more honorable than his brethren. He prayed for Spiritual prosperity. Jabez had his priorities in order. He says, oh, that you would bless me. He was not satisfied with status quo. He recognized what was the most important things of life. 
He prayed for God to increase his faith, for God to increase his capacity to believe more, for God to enlarge his borders, for God to enlarge his territory, and for God to protect him with his mighty hand. If one prayer that we pray for 2019, if we could hone it all down, this is the kind of prayer that we need to pray. Let's stop praying. Let's not move into this prayer season. Prayer revival starting here in just a couple of weeks. Let's not move into that prayer revival. Writing down our list of all the accomplishments and things we want to do that makes us feel good and look good. Let's not pray for nicer things, but let's pray, God, I'm getting down to business. I want you to be able to put me at a point where you can use me. Ring me out through this prayer and fast season so that when I come out the other side, I am filled up with you. You, God, are the center of my life. And he prayed for the hand of God to be upon him. For the hand of God to be upon him. The Hebrew word that he uses here when he talks about the hand of God. There are several ways that the hand of God is mentioned in scripture. But here in this passage it is talking about the hand that is open. Or the hand of blessing. He is saying the hand of blessing be upon me. Let your open hand of blessing be upon me. I'm going to close. You can come give them some hope. Jabez prayed that God would literally open his hand of blessing upon him. Can you imagine a God that weighed the hills and the mountains in the balances in the palm of his hand? That that kind of God that that just with his fingertips could draw the river system and he weighed the hills and mountains and balances that set in the Okay, so you can imagine the kind of hand that God has. Could you imagine the blessings that resides in the hands of God? Can you possibly imagine what would happen if God opened his hand of blessing in your life? He asked God to open his hand of blessing. The scripture said, and God granted him his request. God granted him his request. What would happen in your life in 2019, in this upcoming year, what would happen in your life if God answered the prayer that you have been praying? What would it be? Well, I'd have a lot of money. I would have this thing or that thing. Those things will not matter. Up until now, I've never really had any problem believing that God has the ability to meet our needs. But I'm not sure that we have the faith to ask God to literally open His hands of blessings upon our life and allow His blessings to to flow. We know God can bless but do we have the faith to ask God to literally open his hand that would enlarge our territory? Are you willing to accept the responsibility that would come with those blessings? Elijah prayed and fire fell from heaven, but Elisha asked God, give me a double portion of what Elijah had, and when he did, it was twice as much. God granted him his request. I want you to look at your neighbor and tell him God granted him his request. But here is the catch. When Elijah was getting ready to be taken up, as Elijah was getting ready to go up, Elisha wasn't the only person there. As a matter of fact, the scripture paints out a pretty graphic picture that There were quite a few people there that witnessed Elijah's ascension into heaven. The Bible said that as Elijah goes up into heaven, that his mantle that he had upon himself, his his mantle, his, his coat or his cloak that he had, that his mantle, as he, as he was going up, that his mantle came off of him and his mantle fell. There was a multitude of people that was gathered around. 
But Elisha was the only one that desired what God wanted to do enough. He wanted it with everything he had within him. While the rest of the people stood by and said, Wow, did you see Elijah's mantle that fell? While everybody else stood around looking, Elisha jumped from where he was and he ran over and grabs Elijah's mantle and he picks it up and his prayer was, God, give me a double portion. I don't want to just wear the coat of my elders, but I want it to be a double portion of what they had. That's right, God. I'll accept twice the responsibility, twice the sacrifice. I'll let it be doubled in my life if you will use me. But he wanted it enough to run to where it was and to pick it up. We keep asking God, God, why don't you pour it on me? But God is saying, why don't you run to where it's at? Why don't you get to the point of where it is and pick it up and claim it and declare, this is what God has for my future. This past year, the last two or three years, scores of our apostolic elders have passed off the scene. Some of my ministry heroes that have fallen and gone off the scene. And I look around and wonder who's going to pick up the mantle? Who's going to have the faith to say, God, I never saw myself at that level. I'm not equal to them, God. I, I, I haven't been as faithful as them. and I haven't prayed like they prayed and sacrificed like they sacrificed. God, I don't, how, I don't, God, who are you going to elevate and put up? And the Lord is saying, who's going to be willing to go pick up the mantle? And who's going to pray the prayer? that would say increase my territory because we become satisfied praying the prayer saying I'm not that instead of saying God I'm willing as our elders fall off the scene where's our young people that are going to rise up and say I'm going to double that prayer life I'm going to double that sacrifice I'm going to double that giving I'm going to double that effort I'm going to double that study time I'm going to put twice as much in instead of looking for a more leisurely life God is saying to somebody tonight I'm willing, I'm willing, I'm willing let me run and grab the mantle I hear about the miracles at the hand of Brother T.W. Barnes. Gentry, I hear, I hear and read about all the miracles of Billy Cole and the tens and hundreds of thousands of people. I look around, see the sacrifices of our late bishop faithful members of our church and we could go on and on and on tonight of the great things that they have done and accomplished when God is asking tonight who's going to step up and fill their shoes because in order well not me because I'm not I'm not as faithful and as loyal and I don't have the abilities and I'm that's what we're praying for God, enlarge my territory. 
increase my thinking. Help me to be able to expand who I am to become what it is that you want me to be because somebody has got to be the next great evangelist. Somebody has got to be the great next the, the next great missionary. Somebody has got to keep planting churches. Somebody's got to be the next great soul winner. Somebody's got to carry the ministry into the next generation. Somebody has got to do it. Elisha picks up the mantle. And the first thing that he did, he's never done it before. He doesn't have any idea what's about to happen. But he goes to the water. And he said, the same God that parted the waters for Elijah when he smote the waters is the same God. I'm younger than him. I'm inexperienced. I've never had this happen again. And all I've done is picked up a mantle that doesn't even fit me because it was made for somebody much greater than me. But here I go to the water. And the Bible said he smoked the water. And when he did, the waters parted for him just like it did for Elijah. Because Elisha prayed, God, give me double. I'll sacrifice double because I want the same thing to happen in my life that happened in the lives of my heroes. Is there anybody tonight in this house that wants God to enlarge your territory and you would be willing tonight to not come forward saying, God, pour blessings on me this year. Fill my bank account this year. But come and say, God, I'm willing I'm going to pick up a mantle. I'm going to carry the load. Enlarge my territory. I'm, I'm not used to fasting, but I'm going to fast. I'm not used to praying, but I'm going to pray. I'm willing, God, put it on me. I'm not used to doing this, but I'm going to do what I'm not accustomed to doing because you, God, want to use me in ways that I never could, never could have been used without this kind of commitment. I preach my message tonight. It's up to you to respond in however you see fit. But if God's dealing with you tonight, why don't you just open up to Him? Why don't you commit to Him tonight? Here I am, God. If you can use anything, God, use me. Here I am, God. I'm willing, Lord. Whatever it is you want to do, you can do through me. I'm willing, God. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander. And my faith will be made stronger. That's it. Go ahead and let your prayers be heard tonight. Don't be afraid to lift up your voice in prayer. Don't be afraid to lift up your heart to the Lord tonight. He's preparing you for exponential increase. It's gonna, it's going to follow your sacrifice, your commitment to faithfulness, to service. Let me walk upon 
it, pour it out. That's it, pour it out to the Lord tonight. Open yourself up for it. He wants to give it to you in exponential proportion. wanting to do. Don't stop short of what God is wanting to fulfill in you. coming. There's deep commitment to sacrifice coming because we understand what happens on the other side. We understand what's on the other side. 